Hey, Fuzzbird, get us another canister of alcohol. Ringwood Stout is here. Everyone at the Burvel cheer for Ringwood Stout. Ringwood Stout. Come and have a great party. That's what everybody sings in Ringwood. That's not me. Oh, mate, you've done the right thing. You've really done a great job. Thanks for all of your help with it. That's pretty good. Yeah, oh, the taste got a great... This beer has a great taste to it. It doesn't even feel cold to the touch. Cold fuzzy? doesn't even feel cold to the touch. I got my grey jacket. I got my grey jacket. Where can a man put his beer? Hey, Buzzbird, bring out my armoured jacket. Mmm, Toronto. I moaned and fell back into my seat of sweat. The Nocturna village and its plague-ridden citizenry were wilting in a heat wave. For a week, the temperature had stayed about 40. The spasmodic dancing of Peter Paradox had stopped. The inventor stayed in his darkened room, chewing on live electrical cables to keep himself warm. Bob Beatty stayed under the fan, causing Box Hill crime rate to plummet. Strangely through the prism, continued to walk around in the full sun, wearing a thick black turtle shell on his back stroking his long beard and muttering about a communist conspiracy behind the introduction of Ethos whilst massaging his pet devil rat. The rest of us sweated and suffered in our tight jeans tied around the balls and bum and awesome aviation jackets doggedly and heroically refusing to wear shorts, the costume of wusses and skegs. Keith Rankin returned from his volunteer job at IRA Opshop. Without solution, a large bag of flesh-coloured speedos. Like a pack of wolves savaging the carcass of Joe Bjorki-Peterson, we ripped our clothes off, blinding each other with our arctic white skin, and changed into the speedos, bearing our nocturnal indoor husks. We looked like Jabba the Hutt's Siberian cousins. It was too hot for shirts, too hot by far, so wearing only bare feet and flesh-coloured speedos, like bare-chested Mongolian heroes, we began a long, dangerous and horrifying march towards Box Hill Pool. A journey that would take us two kilometres across Box Hill, through Central, on a Lord of the Rings type journey, that would rip our souls apart and burn the eyes out of the people of Box Hill with a horrifying sight of seemingly fully naked misfits and pig-dog, devil-dog, ugly poets. A trek that would end with one of Box Hill's greatest temper tantrums and then the most significant waterborne blood brawl since the elephant was drowned in a Surrey dive a hundred years ago. As we marched along Nelson Road, Roughly ten white as buggery figures scurried from lawn to lawn, away from the lawn, and toward the dawn 
of sunrise past. Not only did they march, but they onwardly found a dishevelled pool of fools ganged in the drains, all soaked up from filth and mind-bogglery down there and deep below the road. Now and wanting ales in hands, whiter skin than a glowing cocoon alien, moving quickly as we were burning from the horrifying lack of ozone layer. It does an appalling angle. Nothing to add to society, white sloths and mentally unstable, apparently naked figures moving past family homes, family gnomes and horrified drivers. By the time we reached Whitehorse Road, we were sweating harder than you can say, punch me in a nightmare. We'd all been hoped to, we'd all hoped to be invited to parties with the neighbours cast and rap parties of home and away or other glamorous events in the more affluent suburbs of Turak or South Yarra or South Melbourne or maybe even East St Kilda but not for us. We were just wandering around in a nightmare zone. The, the types who would end up on Hey Hey at Saturday. Real pathetic asshole losers. But that didn't matter. Well, it did. But you learn to live with these things. Not everyone can have the best McDonald's desserts. Some of us have to settle for the home brand ice cream. The apparent sight of ten skinny and fat white bogans, gargoyles walking briskly, panning and quoting Shakespeare, did cause some problems. Some naysayers did call the cops, we did get arrested, and we did get beaten up by Sergeant Frisky and Sergeant Higgins, purely for drunken comedy, but, you know, that's Box Hill. Being detained at Box Hill Cop Shop was a minor detour. In fact, some of us used to call it Hotel Copland, and they'd give us warm toast. They'd give us cheese melted toast, cheesels, uh, raw spinach to build up our muscles like Popeye. And they'd also give us colourful milkshakes called Rainbow Bangers, in which they put a gorgeous amount of bubblegum of love. Colourful in the bruises which we inherited, but after we'd copped a thrashing, they gave us a sweet, a little sweet or a lolly something like a hubba bubba gum, a new can of Heatherdale Invalid Stout, and let us watch him torturing Fuzzburn with a video of some guy selling popcorn to bad men called Millipede. He was a screaming, struggling library warrior, drinking dungeons and flagons and doing flaming man cartwheels. Makes sense? Makes sense. I didn't think so until I saw it on a projected news broadcast featuring Purple Rivers setting fire to the past, the distant past, I'm talking about ancient times, um, back in Prince's first lifetime, the singer Prince, because he's had multiple births, but uh, we call it P1, um, original year of Prince's birth. So flaming arrows into distant times, watching ancient farmers burning alive, cavemen screaming and crapping up the lawns, Dumb idiot language, drawing picture of Neanderthal Fuzzburn on cave walls. He also said fire to some Romanians and that, but they had sideburns, so who cares? Whatever. I just thought I was watching a bad copy of Heartbreak High. Big question mark over all that. 
So we finally got loose from Box Hill Hell Peak House at about, oh, I don't know, 1.30am. We ran like virtual naked commandos towards Box Hill Pools. Even though the unpredictable Melbourne weather had dropped to 12 degrees C, we didn't care. We just wanted to wash and cleanse our bodies from the fake nakedness, sweaty judgment and bloody sticky lamb's blood. And whenever we wanted to wash off sticky lamb's blood, we always go to Box Hill Pool. If you grew up around here, you know from a little kid age, Box Hill Pool for lambs, blood. Aquarina Doncaster for horse, blood. Nana Wanning Pool for pigs, blood. All kids learn that when they're young around here. We were doubled over, running with our arms dragging on the ground, grunting and shooting and coming up with scientific theories and hypotheses, uh, loading our assault rifles and firing them off at random houses when when the mood called for it. We came across a statistic and brutal Vietnamese gang called Jason the Infested Beard. I don't know how they came to give themselves that name, but they made us travel to Box Hill Cemetery, then told us to hide, quote unquote, in the cemetery for an hour. As they were doing this, the leader of the group, a guy called Maka, was lighting a Yugoslav era AK-47 round with his imaginary lighter. We scrambled through the graveyard and I just decided to pretend I was a corpse in a shallow grave. I dug for two hours and just laid there, like one of those people at the beach, buried up to the neck, except I was in soil with a real corpse. Naked white dolphin walking up at the sky. That's what I felt like. They ran past me in terror, thinking that Richard Nixon had reappeared as a naked, alive man in Box Hill Cemetery. Such is the Asian imagination. We left there at 3.30am and finally made it to Box Hill hey, Post hey, Office. Hey, Rich, is that the ring, ring with invalids dead on you is that it? Is that the big little stout? Yeah. That's the one, buddy. You hit the nail right on the baking tray. Cheers, bro. You hit the nail right on the Bart Simpson. Oh, he's alright. He's alright. He means well. It's just his DNA. He's got bad DNA. It's not... His parents brought him up alright. The nature-nurture thing, he just got bad DNA. You know, recessive gene, he had a recessive gene from when people were more like apes. And he just got an ape, he's got ape behaviour. And it's not his fault. Sure, put him down, you know, euthanize him. Sure, because he's done the wrong thing and he deserves it. And it's just a practical decision, right? Because it's not a moral thing, it's not his fault. He's got ape DNA. But he's just threatening all the other kids. So just shoot him. The twin, the, they took him to the paddock with a 22. It's sad but true. That's the thing they don't show you in the show of The Simpsons. That's what happened to the real Bart Simpson. It was based on a kid in Idaho. But they don't talk about that. Because it's politically incorrect. Because he was white. You know what I mean? But he was always naked, the real Bart Simpson. He always was naked and he only 
you know what he dressed in? Glue. Glue. It's all he wore. PVA. They used to call him PVA Bar. We left there at 3.30am and I finally made it to Box Hill Post Office. I posted about 52 letters, 32 uh, Jumbuck sized parcels. I posted some uh, tubular canisters full of rockets. I posted a bit of barbed wire. I posted some of my mum's hair to my girlfriend. And then I posted a bleeding Jumbuck stew to a guy called Barbary who lived in Bangladesh. Um, and then after that we went to the pool, as always. We shred, shedded our shirt blood, our diarrhea blood, our trauma blood, our fear blood, our mania blood, our love blood, and a bag of wasps. And which were in a Sandboy potato chip packet. And within minutes, we were spotted by the Australian CIA. And they beat us up, they lined us up against a wall and roughed us up until we were just sort of crippled in that. And they created the Hungary versus Soviet Union water polo shoot down from 1956. You can read about it, look it up in Cyclopedia Britannica and the yellow pages, I think. It was brutal, but in the confusion, I was lucky enough to kill the guy on the Curiosity Show, the video vermin which had actually been an unqualified mystery surgeon to thousands of Melburnians. So we literally killed thousands of people with knives and artillery in hospitals. That was the one positive thing of the night anyway. By 5am we were even more bloody ruined and in entirety were actually completely naked and holding boxes of koala bundas, koala ghosts and koala paddle pops. There was also an Australian themed uh, bubble bill with a slouch hat. So because of that we walked naked, silent, traumatised, proud and cool, right? We'd made it to Box Hill Pools before it reached another depressing day of 40 degrees Celsius. We'd done it. We'd won. We'd cooled our competition. We'd showed them who's boss. A boss who sniffs liquid paper and sneezes in their own fake grave. It was done. The deal was done. We'd won. The troubled windmill, the poo sculptor, 70 kilo toilet drop-off blocker signing out up yours dog boxes big finger up to you from box hill up your asses, up your asses.